What is going on, peeps? What is going on? If you are here, you're listening to Clear Your Clutter with Feng Shui. Now, some people think this is a, some fangled thing, but it's a proven fact. Clear your clutter, you clear your energy. So we're on to chapter six and it says, so why do people keep clutter? So let's find out, shall we? The answer to this question is complex, and as you read through the following pages, you will find that the different sections resonate with you to a greater or lesser degree. In all of the many consultations I have done to help people clear their clutter, the junk itself is only the physical aspects of the problem. There are always many layers of deeper issues underlying the reason why clutter has accumulated. Excuses such as I'm too busy, lazy, stressed are all red herrings. If you make time to acquire clutter, and people easily do, then you can also make the time to clear it. These defences are attempts to evade the issue without having to look at the psychological reasons for hoarding. Before going any further with this, let me say first that I firmly believe that everyone is always doing the best they know how. So let's take judgment about clutter, your own and everybody else's, and dump it right now. You can also unload any guilt you may feel. If you have clutter in your life, then for some reason you have needed to create it. Therefore, the clutter you now have has been perfect for you in your life until this point. Until this point. That was a long sentence. I left. I ran out of breath there. Anyway, the purpose of this chapter is to help you understand why you have needed clutter in the past, which will help you to release it and cease to accumulate it in the future. These patterns are buried deep in your subconscious mind and, without you realising it, they are running your life. After you become aware of them, they gradually lose their power over you. And soon you will even be able to look back and laugh at your previous clutter hoarding antics. So let's have a look at some of the reasons why you may have felt the need to keep the stuff you have. So, keeping things just in case. This is the number one reason that people give for keeping clutter. I can't throw it away, they pleaded, because it's sure to come in useful someday. By all means, keep reasonable stocks of things you use regularly, but do you really need all those fill in the blank yourself? And you have been keeping all these for years? Who knows, you reply, wondering all the time you threw something out and then found you needed it after all. So let me explain to you how, why this happens and how to change it. Keeping things just in case indicates a lack of trust in the future. You trust your own reality by the thoughts you have. So if you worry that you will need something after you have thrown it away, then sure enough, very soon afterwards, your self-conscious mind will create a situation where you need that very thing, however obscure it may be. I knew it would come in useful sometime, you you exclaim, but in actual fact, you could have averted this need by thinking differently. You created that need yourself by believing that you would have to, you would have it. You, if you have lots of clutter you are hanging on to because you think like this, you are sending out a message to the universe that you don't trust it to provide for you and you will always feel vulnerable and insecure about the future. Often, it is not just your own future you concern, you are concerned about providing for. You may also sincerely want to be able to help others in need. So then you save absolutely everything just in case someone else needs it. 
now you are saving things on behalf of people you may not even know yet and situations which will probably never happen this makes it virtually impossible to throw anything away here are some of the most prominent examples of this may come in useful someday type of clutter i have come across so far five aquariums being kept in an attic for 15 years by a man who didn't like fish a whole pantry stacked full to the ceiling with empty bottles margarine cartons egg boxes and the like none of which has ever come in useful in over 20 years a large playroom full of children's toys being kept for the future offspring of the couple's gay son just in case he ever changed his mind and decided to marry a woman and have babies wow a couple set of uk telephone directories several dozen volumes from the year 1981 spotted in 1997 wow my son was born in 1981 that's that's wow anyway if you dig around in your home you will probably find your own obscure items to add to the list the wonderful thing is that once you fully understand your own role in creating the sudden need for things you have finally decided to get rid of it stops happening that way then when you decide to let things go you either never need them again or if you do need them similar or better things will somehow turn up in your life at the right time there's a certain knack to this it's true but anyone can learn it the more you can learn to trust that life will take care of you the more life will take care the more life will take care of you it's about trust people anyway identity another reason you can get attached to your belongings is because you somehow feel that your own identity is tied up in them you can look at a ticket stub for a performance you went to 10 years ago and say yes i was there i did that you can look at an ornament given you given to you by a friend and say yes i had a friend who cared enough about me to give me this by keeping these reminders around you you may feel more secure in who you are it is fine to keep some gifts and mementos of happy times providing they still have current value for you and there are not so many of them that they anchor your energy too much in the past instead of the present that is so true you can ensure this by having regular clear outs to keep the things you surround yourself with up to date and with who you have become however clearing out these types of belongings presents unique difficulties you sometimes identify with them so strongly that you feel you are throwing a part of yourself away or it is with, with what it if it was a gift from a friend that you are throwing your friend's kindness away this accounts for the many amavalent feelings about clearing sentimental clutter and to a certain extent these feelings are valid our possessions do become filled with our own frequencies and the things we use often feel fond or or created ourselves are particularly permeated in our own energy gifts from friends especially treasures items that that they want you to have are permeated with their energy this incidentally is one of the deeper reasons why people feel so emotionally devastated when they lose everything as a result of a theft a fire flood or, or other so-called disasters they are grieving for the parts of themselves and the friends they have lost with the possessions. 
although actually there are wonderful heaven-sent opportunities co-created with the higher self to give them a fresh start in life. See, people should never see things as disasters. They should see things as an opportunity to, to do something else. And this is what that's saying, basically. So, the fact is that our own continuance and well-being does not depend on any objects continue to be in our possession. It is perfectly okay to let these things go. If you identify very strongly with a certain thing and you want to make it easier on yourself, see that they go to a good new home. Let them go with love and give them to someone who will appreciate and use them. In this way, you will eventually come to feel guilt, feel, you will eventually come to feel guiltier about holding on to them than letting them go. Because if you hold on, you become the obstacle to them having a whole new lease of life with someone who really values them. So status. This is otherwise known as keeping up with the Joneses and serves the function of bolstering low, low self-esteem. Now, I am not saying that everyone who lives in a grand mansion has low self-esteem. Far from it. But some people do create the trappings of prosperity around them simply to keep up with appearances and no amount of stuff will ever be enough until they tackle the deeper issues of self-worth. It is so easy in the possession-orientated Western culture to lose track of who you are and why you are here. Nowhere is there more evident than in the USA, where personal status is so often defined not by who you are, but by what you are worth. However, if you own things for this reason, you are buying into an illusion, for you cannot take any of it with you when you go. Your status as an eternal spirit is defined by an entirely different set of principles than that set by our translucent materialistic world so security while it is reasonable to have a basic nesting instinct and create a home which serves your needs there is a point where the motivation for acquiring things goes off track modern advertising is deliberately designed to play on our insecurities if you don't have one of these, you will be lesser human being if one of the consistent underlying messages we receive. To discover just how much you are influenced, I would challenge you to try not to read the advertising billboards next time you go down the street. Unless you are in a country where you don't understand the language, this is very difficult to do. These million, multi-million dollar advertising messages relentlessly condition us in a very persuasive way without us even realising it. We are bombarded by them. Television, radio, newspaper, magazine, posters, car bumpers, t-shirts, the internet, you name it, all encouraging us to buy, buy, buy. But here's the thing. No matter how many possessions you have, you never feel secure. As soon as you get one thing, there is always something else you need. And also, you have the added problem of worrying about losing the stuff you already have. Some of the most insecure people I know are multi-millionaires. True security can only come from knowing who you are and what you are here to do. So, terrorism. No, territorialism. Territorialism, that's a word. Let's look at what may, happens when you decide to buy something new. Suppose you are out shopping, looking for a new jacket. You find one you really like, leave it for a moment to check that there isn't one you like better and along comes another shopper who picks up the jacket and looks interested in buying it. Panic wells up inside you. That's my jacket, you are thinking. 
and then there is the relief when they put it down and move on on the or the awkwardness of putting it in or butting in and telling them you were there first these feelings can be very intense but realistically it's only a jacket which minutes before meant nothing to you then you buy it take it home and the energy connection strengthens if the next day it gets accidentally stained ripped mangled by a passing elephant or whatever it can be calamity disaster heartbreak and yet two days previously before it came into your life it meant nothing to you what's going on this territorialism and desire to possess things comes directly from the ego which strives to own and control things your spirit already knows you are not you own nothing it is a matter of realizing that your happiness does not depend on your ownership of things they can help you in your journey but they are not the journey itself wow so in inherited clutteritis <laughs> inherited clutteritis we learn most of our behavior patterns from our parents and if one or both of your parents were clutter clutterholics the chances are that their parents before them were too and their parents before them were too generational karmas these patterns are passed down through the generations so that you can appreciate the Im the immensity of what you are up against if you come from a long line of clutterholics let me relate an astonishing fact I came across recently. If you go back just 600 years in your family tree, which is about 20 generations, and if each of your clutterbug for forerunners replaced themselves by producing two offsprings with their spouse, then the total number of your direct ancestors in those 600 years total over 1 million people. That's a lot of clutterism to contend with. <laughs> just in case mentally is part of the psychological state of poverty consciousness the opposite of prosperity and consciousness it is usually handed down from parent to parent to child so you yourself may never have gone hungry or wanted for anything in your life but because those who brought you up once experienced such hardships they instill the same fears in you Thus, people in America still carry the emotional baggage of fears handed down from the time of Great Depression of 1929. Many in Ireland carry the legacy of the Great Irish Famine of the 1840s. People from many nations remembering the rationing of times of war and so on. By choosing to think, including slavery, which I didn't mention here, but I'm going to go on. By choosing to think differently, you can free yourself from the anxiety of those who brought you up. And when you go one step further and focus on abundance rather than worrying about lack, you will happily let go of things you no longer need. In fact, you will be eager to let them go to create more space for good things to come to you. Many books have been written in the last de decade teaching people how to clear patterns of inherited diseases and other, people, uh, other family traits. What will happen to your children if you don't learn how to deal with clutteritis yourself? Now is your chance to clean up your family line for all the generations yet to come. And there is a lot of evidence to su suggest that such acts not only help those yet to come, but can also work back down the spiral of time to help your ancestors re retrospectively, which in turn helps you. So, a belief that more is better. Here's an example. In the West, we have a whole selection of culinary knives in our kitchens. 
we have small knives for chopping such things and big knives for chopping big things and so have pointed blades some are square edges and some are lightweighted some are heavy we carefully select the most appropriate knife for the task in hand go to bali and you will find something interesting not only do households only have one knife which can be used for many more purposes than we imagine but even a five-year-old child is usually more dexterous when it is those most western cooks just ask one to peel a pineapple for you we have been brainwashed by advertising mongols into believing that we need such a range of cutting implements and not most of us have lost the skills to be able to manage without them this more is better theme is constantly being touted to us by manufacturers who want to create a need in order to sell these products and gullible folk fall for it every time next time one of those useful gadgets you don't realize you needed catalog pops through your letterbox Spend a hilarious half an hour reading it and getting convinced how much better your life could be if you only had a non-slip, multi-purpose, easy care, whatever it is, and then toss the, the uh, brochure gleefully in the recycling bin without ordering. Pulling back from the brink of certain shopping is tremendously empowering and you never want, would have used it anyway. So, Scrooginess. <laughs> Entrenched clutterholics refuse to let go of their junk until they feel they have really got their money's worth out of it. This applies even if the item was purchased as a bargain price or picked up for nothing. It feels indecent to let it go before every last drop of usefulness has been wrung out of it and even if it means that it sits in the cupboard and indefinitely waiting for its time to come. However, if you are hanging on to things for this reason, you will find that life does not treat you kindly. Good things cannot easily come into your life if you block the flow of energy by persistently clinging to outdated clutter. Relax. You hold a little and see what happens. Relax. You hold a little and see what happens. Using clutter to prepare suppress emotions. Do you feel uncomfortable with with too many empty spaces around you or too much free time. Clutter conveniently fills that space and keeps you busy. But what are you avoiding? Usually it is loneliness, fear of intimacy or some other buried emotion which is, feels easier to submerge in clutter than have to cope with. However, it takes a tremendous amount of energy to keep it suppressed. You will be amazed at how your life takes off when you finally face your fears and find yourself clear clearing your clutter is one of the most painless ways to do this because you can do it at your own pace so obsessive compulsive disorders some people have so much clutter that they have what amounts to a serious obsessive compulsive disorder if you have reached a stage where you never throw anything away because you are so worried you may discover later that you need it this book will help you to understand your problem and you will also need to seek the professional help of an experienced therapist i have met people who save every till receipt every plastic bag every newspaper and everything else because of the paralyzing fear of what can happen if they didn't then instead of being a nurturing place for from which they can launch themselves into the world their home becomes their self-created nightmare while clutter clearing is by no means a substitute for 
appropriate therapy. It can be a vital part of the recovery process on the journey to a happier, obsession-free life. For further insights, read the story of Mr. Moore, the man who couldn't throw anything away. In Rhineland's Dumont's The Sky is Falling, see bibliography. So there's a reference to that to that book. So I'm going to leave it there, people. And chapter seven tomorrow is about letting go. So that'll be interesting, people. Until tomorrow, take care. <laughs>